Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, The After Show. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode 17. And again, I'm reading from some of the cough drops that I've been taking for this cold, which I am recovering from, thank goodness. Still have a little bit of a cough, but you know, we're getting there. One of the things that was on the Hall's cough drop, it is a phrase that says be unstoppable. <coughs> Excuse me. I love that phrase and here is why. Excuse me for my cough. Be unstoppable. One thing that reminds me of is don't quit. Like whatever you start, you need to finish it. I know that sometimes for me, it seems like I want to start something and then I start it but I don't finish it because either A, I'm not sure what to do or B, I'm not really sure if I want to continue doing it. Like I'm just I kind of lose I lose my uh, I guess my hope. a little bit sometimes. And so, you know, we need to remember that in order to accomplish anything in life, you cannot stop. You have to push forward, you have to keep going, and I look at it this way. Even if you fail, as long as you complete what you want to do, you actually have done something successful. Even if it doesn't work out the way that you think it should have, you still have accomplished something because you tried. And not only did you try, you actually did it. Like you you actually took initiative and accomplished something. You know, say for example, you want to paint a painting. But let's say, you know, you're not a super skilled artist, but you're like, "Yeah, I want to paint and you know, I want to paint, you know, a dog or a cat and it's going to look amazing." Well, let's say for example, you know, you get done painting and it doesn't look very good. And you're like, "Well, this isn't exactly a Van Gogh or whatever, but you know, it's one of those things that You know, your painting may not be as good as somebody else's, like someone that's very established, but the thing is is that you did it. You followed through on what you wanted to do. You completed something that you had never done before or maybe that you had not accomplished that day, and you went ahead and you experienced a new moment in your life. Something as simple as painting. You know, I'll give another example like You know, if you've been listening to this podcast uh, long enough, you know that I was raised in a wrath of God, church of Christ, kind of hellhole uh, religion. And so, um I very much wanted to learn anything and everything about my vehicle that I was driving. Um but our dad did not want us to know anything about our vehicles. That way he could manipulate and control us and always go to him for everything. And then he would get mad whenever we would go to him for help. It's like, well, You didn't show us how to change the oil. You didn't show us how to do anything. You said we need to come to you because we're women, and then you shame and blame us for being women and or coming to you for help. So what I did was I I called up one of my dad's friends and I said, "Hey, can you show me how to change my oil?" And he said, "Sure, I'd love to." Well, my dad got really pissed off about that. Excuse my language. He didn't even want me to know how to change my oil in my 20s or my 30s. So I was like, I'm going to do this because it's my vehicle, it's in my name. I'm going to learn how to do this because I want to change my own oil. And so, um, my dad's friend showed me how to change it and my dad was furious at this, even though I was well over the age of 18. And it's one of those things that you know, if I had allowed my dad to still control me like that, I would have never really understood my vehicle. You know what I mean? Like and I would have never I would have never pushed forward. And here's the thing, you know, 
my dad is a baby boomer, just like my mom. Um, but my dad was raised uh, kind of half on, half off Church of Christ. They were not really religious people. Although when my mom and dad decide to have children and have the so-called quote-unquote nuclear family, which is a complete joke, um, they uh, they decide to all of a sudden become religious. But they were not religious when they met, and they were not religious when they got married. Uh, my dad was wrath of God, Church of Christ. And my mother was Catholic, but neither of them were practicing their religion when they met. Neither of them were practicing their faith when they got married. And then the question or the battleground of religion did not come up until my mother got pregnant with my sister. And my dad won the religious battle for some stupid reason. And my sister and I were raised wrath of God, uh, wrath of God, Church of Christ, in a small hick town, which it's no longer a hick town. It's more like a small city. Um, but needless to say. It was very racist, very bigoted, very religious, and it's a, it was a farming community. And I got to tell you, when you've got crazy hick farmers that are extremely religious and um, don't really know how to treat women and children, it's it's scary. Like it's it's not a pleasant place to live. And I I have no intention of ever going back there to live ever ever. Like I left for a reason. But anyway, um, it's one of those things that you know within that wrath of God Church of Christ. They they purposely keep women ignorant, so that way they can control them and manipulate them. Well, here's the thing: one great way to break that chain, to get unshackled from that, to get unshackled and free from any type of indoctrination, is to be unstoppable in what you want. And so, one of the things I wanted was to be independent and resilient, to live my life the way I want to, and I want to learn things. I want to know about these things. And so it's one of those things that you have to get away from the bad to go towards the good. Otherwise, you're just going to continue continue to have a soul sucking experience, which is exactly what it was being raised straight to Christ. And so you really have to look at things from okay, what is holding me back? Because whatever is holding you back is what is stopping you. So that's how you know when you when you how to describe this. That's how you know that you have to be unstoppable in your life. To do what's right, to push forward, and to know what you want, and to get what you want. Because me personally, I just wanted to get away from everything that was bad. Because I, you know, I know I can't change my parents' thinking. I can't change the way I was raised. I can't change the church I was raised in. I mean, those people are on their own. I mean, they've read the Bible, but I have no idea if they're going to heaven or hell when they die, and I don't care. I, I don't care. Like you know. I find it very odd whenever people read the Bible, and yet they're still jerks, they're still hateful, they're still mean, and they're bigoted, they're sexist, they're piggish, and they're just unbelievable discrimination. And it's just like, wow, you obviously do not know the will of God. You do not believe in the goodness of God. You think you're saved, and everybody else is going to hell. And so that is exactly it was one of the biggest problems with Church of Christ. Is that they think everybody's going to hell except for them, but especially Mormons and Catholics. And it's like, well, kind of odd because my dad married a Catholic. So I mean, the battleground of religion was really tough in our house. Like it was very difficult to celebrate any kind of holiday. It didn't matter if it was Christmas, Easter, Valentine's Day. Christmas was always Christmas and Easter were always kind of tense because it always felt like my dad was shaming and blaming my mother for being Catholic. And then when she actually started practicing her faith again,、um, there were some tiffs that they had. So I'm surprised she stayed with him, because I think I think she could have married someone kinder and nicer in regards to religion and things of that nature. But they got married for a reason, and 
They must have loved each other to gotten married, to have gotten married and to stay married. But it's one of those things that when it's like what I've said in times past, when you have two dysfunctional people get married, they have a dysfunctional family. And so it's one of those things that, you know, when you recognize what you're raised in and you know what you need to do to be successful, that's when you become unstoppable and when you're striving for something better, you want a better life and you accept nothing less than God's best. And you know what's interesting is the more that I strive to have nothing less than God's best, the more resistance I get from bad people. And it's like, well, they're not my problem. They, you know, God can deal with them. Whereas in times past when I was weaker in my faith, I was always trying to deal with all these bad people and I was taking on that responsibility. It's like it's not my job to correct these people. Like, you know, we live in a Christian country and if someone doesn't want to be good and true, well, that's their stupidity. I mean, they they have every I don't like to say they have every right, but they have a choice to be evil. Just like they have a choice to be good. Well, you know, we have churches everywhere littered all over the United States. They're everywhere. So there is no excuse for someone to not be Christian. There's no excuse for people to be bad because we have churches everywhere. We have freedom of speech, we have freedom of the press, we have Bibles. The problem is these really bad and turbulent cult indoctrinations that hinder people from being their best. And I think that's very very awful when someone is not given the opportunity to be their best. And so I know what it feels like to be treated that way. And you know what's interesting is that in the previous podcast we talked about uh what the word resilience means. I came across another definition that I found to be very interesting. It says psychological resilience is the ability to cope mentally or emotionally with a crisis or to return to pre-crisis status quickly. Let me read that again because it's really good. Psychological resilience is the ability to cope mentally or emotionally with a crisis or to return to pre-crisis status quickly. Meaning you've had a crisis but you go right back to being normal. You've had a crisis but you go right back to being calm. You've had a crisis but you go right back to not being anxious. You've had a crisis but you go right back to not being fearful at all. Like you you are resilient. You are unstoppable. See what I find very interesting about all these different forms of religion um that are just extremists and just weird and suppress people, they very much love it when people are not resilient in any way shape or form because they know that if someone is not resilient, they are easily stoppable. And here's the thing, God doesn't want that. God wants you to be resilient. God wants you to be unstoppable. He wants you to do great things in your life. He wants you to have a blessed life. But here's the thing. There are so many people that they fall for these these false indoctrinations that you know, quote unquote, say that God doesn't exist or you know, God wants you to be poor. God doesn't heal anymore. Um he doesn't perform any miracles. All of those are lies straight out of the depths of hell. I mean, it's just it's just straight out of the depths of hell. And then we wonder why we have so many young people that that are crazy these days and they're trying to believe in something but what they have been told about God is completely false and a lie and they don't like it and they don't know it's a lie so then that's why they fall into the trap of communism, socialism, marxism and fascism. That's why they fall into it and that's why they they embrace whatever indoctrination you know it it gives them it gives them something to do with their anger. You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, if you teach people the right way about God, 
you know, we we have every right to get angry about different things, but it is how we handle our anger that that separates us, right? So, you know, God gave us the ability to be angry or to get angry, so that way we know when we are being hurt, harmed or offended, right? So, but here's the thing. These young people that don't know the goodness of God and have been raised wrong, they don't understand that anger is actually something that is to be utilized temporarily. It is not a way of life. So a lot of these younger people that are going along with socialism, communism, fascism, Marxism, feminism, they're really pissed off and angry about stuff and I don't blame them, but they're putting their energy in, in things that are actually destroying their soul, their faith and their life and it actually is destroying the stability of the very country that they live in. Because all those things I just mentioned go directly against the will of God. It goes directly against democracy. It goes directly against freedom, and it goes directly against capitalism. I mean, if you don't have capitalism, democracy, or freedom, or God, I mean, it's a free for all for what kind of cult you know can take over quickly. It's kind of like whenever um, it's kind of like when Saddam Hussein and one of those other leaders was taken out. it created a vacuum for all these little mini terrorist groups to spring up it's like okay you you basically got rid of the um the wall um which was not a very good wall in terms of leaders but you got rid of the wall that was holding back all these really bad terrorist groups and so then when when those leaders were killed of course there's going to be a power struggle well that is exactly what happens when you get rid of god and when and when you get rid of stability you have all this evil stuff that percolates and then it just explodes in terms of taking over different civilizations different societies different countries different villages different cities and then they start forming their own militaries but it's not to defend the poor or the oppressed it's to actually create poverty and to create the oppressed so you know needs to say It's important to be resilient and to be unstoppable but for the right reasons. And here's the thing, being indoctrinated into something that is not for you and does not um have your back is not a good thing to do. Because it doesn't teach you resilience, it teaches you it teaches you and encourages you how to be weak. But yet they how I describe this, it's like they want you to be weak. so that way they can get stronger over you. I don't agree with that at all because that's what I experienced every every church service when I was raised in Church of Christ. It was just brow beating, brow beating, brow beating. I'm just like, you know, how are we ever supposed to be positive? Like by the time I would go to school on Monday, you know, Mondays were always tough for me as a little girl because I would be brainwashed the entire weekend. And so I'd go to school not in a very good mood, but I couldn't wait to get out of the house. And then come Wednesday we would be forced to go to another church service midweek and I was like oh here we go. And so then Thursdays would be a little depressing and then oh come Friday and Saturday things are better. So, you know, for my sister and I our our days and weeks were very disturbed, I would say. We did not have consistency, we did not have emotional stability. Um we were not resilient in any way shape or form. And so, you know, that really messes up kids, but I think it really messes up little girls. Because then, you know, girls grow up and then these guys are like, "Hey, how come um the, these girls, you know, think or talk or act this way? You know, like how come you you're you're so different?" And it's not always good to be different in that respect. And I'll say this, you know, 
there for a while and a long time. You know, I couldn't tell a guy I was dating what I was raised because they didn't want someone that was raised Church of Christ. It was bad enough to be Catholic. Of course, I wasn't Catholic growing up, but it's like it was really bad to be Church of Christ. Like nobody wanted you. So I just kept my religion to myself, and so I just said, "Well, I just have my own personal faith," which is true, because your journey with Jesus Christ is your personal faith. Your personal faith journey does not belong to any church, any particular denomination. It is between you and Jesus. You know, just because you may attend the Methodist Church or the Episcopalian Church or the Baptist Church, whatever the case may be, your relationship with Jesus isn't Baptist. It isn't Episcopalian. It's it's Christ-centered. You know what I mean? So we have all these different denominations, some good, some bad. But your faith journey is just that. It's your faith journey. It doesn't belong to anybody else. It belongs to you. It's just like your citizenship, you know, within the United States. If you are a citizen, you know, your citizenship belongs to you. It's not something that someone could take away from you unless you know, you know, someone deports you or, you know, tries you as a traitor or something. But, you know, your citizenship cannot be taken away from you like that. Your citizenship is is given to you because either you're born here or you go through the immigration process legally. And you become a citizen, but your citizenship is not controlled by your employer, your spouse, your family, your church,、um, the IRS, anything like that. Your citizenship is a gift to you from your country of wherever you live. So it's very similar to your your faith journey with Jesus. That's between you and Jesus. It's not between you and a priest. It's not between you and the Pope. It's not between you and your pastor. It's not between you and a prayer group or something. I'm not against those things per se. I'm just saying that if more people were closer to Jesus on a personal level, then they would be able to recognize this bad stuff and say, "Hey, we're not worshiping like that. We're not going to be a part of something that just indoctrinates people or our children. We want them to know who they are in Christ Jesus because it's only within Christ Jesus that you have true freedom." And that's why it's so important to understand that you know when you are a believer in Christ Jesus, it's all the more, all the more important for you to be resilient and unstoppable, because if God be for you, who dare be against you? I will go ahead and end this podcast as usual. Until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy, and whole. That you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless and bye bye.